Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kid Men Rocks podcast. I am here with Mark from The Lads and Big Big Worship. Mark, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. G'day, Jared. Hi, everyone. It is good to be part of the podcast. Yeah, Mark, I got to let you know um, that I would like for you to be one of the people I regularly associate with because you are <laughs> considered to be an international mystery man. You're a star. And so I just want to tell you, welcome to our show. And I hope you came to party. Bro, I appreciate that. I appreciate the research. For those who don't know, uh, Jared has just quoted lyrics from about seven of our different songs. And uh, I don't know, it works. I feel welcome. Yeah, I, I, good. I'm glad. I wasn't sure. I was like, this is either going to land and he's going to think it's like somewhat comical. Or I love like, it. Oh, that's, uh, he's going to think it's weak sauce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Mark, for those who don't know, um, you first off, I got to tell you, um, you and Steve. Now, how are you and Steve? Are you just lifelong friends? Are you relatives? Yeah, or? right there, right there. Lifelong okay. friends. We've known each other since we've ki- since we were kids, mm-hmm. and we kind of grew up together. There was a small group of guys at our church who we hung out together, but we kind of grew in faith together as well. So, yeah, that's the story of our music and our friendship. Cool. So, Mark and Steve are uh, part of a, a worship band called The Lads. They produce all sorts of awesome material to use. Um, in kids ministry, I gotta say, you guys came into my life at an awesome time because I've been using a particular uh, artist for a long time, and I still use them. But I was just kind of to a point like, man, I need something else. Um, and you guys did something that was huge for me because I don't always love having the videos of people on my worship. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I like just having the lyrics. Um, yeah. And you guys offered both, and I was all yeah, like, we did. I was like, oh, this is incredible. I love these guys. And so yeah, been about six well, years cool. now. Six years I've been using you guys, and our kids love it. And we we sing one of your songs at least every week where I'm at currently. And so it's awesome, awesome stuff. But for those who haven't got oh, to use you yet, tell us your story. So to hear. Uh, tell us our story. Which like which part? Like when I was born in a hospital. Uh, Ideally, yes, It'd be as so, detailed oh, so, as possible. <laughs> so our story is so. Like I said, I grew up um, in a fairly conservative church, a church that it was kind of hymn based. And in many ways, I didn't relate to the music. I didn't relate to how they talked about God, but I had friends at this church. So because I had friends at this church, there was a group of guys. There was six or seven of us. I would be there every Wednesday night for brass band practice, Friday night for choir. And then we'd play basketball after choir, be there twice on Sunday. Why? Because my friends were there. And somewhere along the line, because I was there, I ended up being at the camps, I was at the events, and I got introduced to Jesus. So um, that's my my spiritual journey and my testimony is I've grown up knowing the value of friends and the influence of friends who influence you in the right direction. Um, from there, this group of friends, we used to mess around with music just a little bit, and people started asking us, hey, will you come and do this event? Um, do one of those silly songs and we did and we had to see somewhere that God wanted to use us to use this music so we kind of just kept going we started playing at bigger and bigger events music festivals um, recording albums and uh, we played all around New Zealand and Australia and eventually we felt like the Lord was directing us to go towards the states um, which we did but little did we know he had a promotion in store Soon after we arrived, we had a sense more than I've ever known through an enormous different number of circumstances that the Lord was leading us not just to play to teenagers, but 
to start doing ministry with kids and families. And, um, and that began a whole new journey and something I love. I feel like that was the, the biggest promotion of my life. So, so now most of what we do is directed towards kids. We do events. We produce a lot of worship music. Um, our aim is to connect kids with God. Um, and it's something we love doing. Yeah. So I want to get into our topic, which is going to be, you know, leading boys, particularly in, into worship. Um, but yeah. before I do, you, you know, you mentioned the resources that you make. Can you tell us a little bit about what you offer and, and how people can, can access it? Sure thing. Um, we, we recognized a long time ago that the whole system for finding worship music is, is really difficult and we don't think it's very good. Um, so we thought, first of all, good music is hard to find. Music that kids will really connect with God is sometimes hard to find. And then navigating their system for purchasing it, buying it, making sure the licenses are all correct can be kind of tricky. So we thought, all right, what if we create a place where you can go where there's a whole bunch of stuff that we have vetted that we've found from searching all around the world, literally, um, that is great music, great worship music, and great resources for kids. Um, so we've created this place. It's called Big Big Worship. And then we did something a little crazy. Um, I don't know what we'd eaten that day, but we thought, how are we going to price it? And we thought, what if we say, instead of going, hey, it's worth hundreds of dollars, for just $39, you can access literally more than 100 different songs, download as much as you like, when you like, um, and the access lasts for 12 months. But for $39, I think most people will, will just kind of keep signed up because we're adding new music all the time. So we've created a place called Big Big Worship. It's bigbigworship.com, uh, where that is a, an entire library full of kids' worship resources available Download as much as you want, when you want, for only $39. So that's been our aim. It's been launched uh, six weeks ago, and um, we've had some fantastic feedback so far. I got to tell you, when I got the, the I don't remember if it was an email or a Facebook message, I signed up right then and there because <laughs> I'd already bought the volumes previous to the library going uh, yeah. going out. But uh I was super excited and I was pleasantly surprised, you know, a lot of the songs that I expected from you guys, but then you guys are also doing some songs that I sang in a kid as a kid in kids church and you've kind of revamped them a bit. You know, they're not, they're not exactly the way they were, which has been a lot of fun for me because I get to introduce them as a new song. But uh, really like, I've been singing these since so, like, y'all so, were born. <laughs> so our plan, our plan is to have an incredible library full of the latest and greatest new sounding songs, but also songs that we were singing that still work as a kid. Um, we've re revamped them a little bit. We've released a few. There's a whole lot more in the system just waiting to be mixed. We've also done a new series of um, Bible verses, like scripture in song that I think are great. They're so catchy. Um, so the aim of the whole thing is to be a resource for kids' pastors. And we've tried to price it so any kids' pastor can get it. For less than the price of taking your kids to Chick-fil-A or the movies, uh, well, my kids to the movies, goodness, <laughs> they want all the extras. Anyway, but less than the price of that, you can get some amazing kids resources. So so we're really proud of the fact that it's there. We spent yeah. a long time pulling the resources together, making sure the website worked, it was easy to use, and um, we think it's an incredible resource. Well, well the good news is, in light of the coronavirus, everybody's been able to save their movie money anyway. We haven't had theaters open in a long time, so we, we have a place. But that being said, uh, one, if you're here and you haven't listened to the lads before, the music that you heard coming into the show and that will be going out of the show was them. And um, if you did spend your movie money elsewhere, 
we are going to be giving away a license uh, for a year uh, to Big Big Worship. Um, all you got to do is share it on whatever social media platform you prefer and tag um, the Kidman Rocks podcast, and we will do a drawing later on for that. So thank you again for that, Mark. But let's dive in. Um, you you mentioned when we were talking beforehand that you, you really feel burdened to help people lead boys in worship better, um, which I'm excited because I'm about 18 months into my place of ministry. And one of the first things I noticed is that our our groups were separated by gender. One, my first Sunday, there was one group of girls, one group of guys. The girls were super engaged and the boys were just kind of like standing at attention maybe twiddling their thumbs and just kind of, you might have the one kid who really liked the leader. And so was doing his best to like appease them. Um, is that a common problem or is my church just horrible? Wow. You know, it's such a common problem. We've spoken with so many kids passers all over the place who've said to us, I don't know what to do with my boys. They're the first to disengage. They're the first to start talking amongst themselves, disrupting everyone else. They're the first to start shoving and pushing everyone else. What do I do about this? I think it's a really common problem. Um, I also think it's not just a problem for within the church. I think in society, often we're struggling to know, what do we do with boys? 80% of high school dropouts are boys. 70% of those with learning disabilities, they're boys. 80% of kids with ADHD, you'll know that for anyone you've had to kind of manage <laughs> that ADHD. Um, boys get two thirds of fail marks in schools. It's just, there's a lot about society, whether it's school or Sunday school, what we do on Sunday, that isn't really relating to and connecting to boys. And so we get the choice. Do we either go, okay, the boys need a change or do we need a change? Mm. So, so the boys aren't just worse. They're, they're not <laughs> no, I, don't think, I, I actually think fundamentally we need to change how we communicate the message to boys. Mm -hmm. The message doesn't change. The good news of Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But I wonder if some of the things we do are actually not tweaking the very way that God has made boys. And yeah, not all boys are the same. You've got, when you start talking about anything to do with boys or girls, you have to say up front, not every boy is the same, not every girl is the same. But there are some traits because of the way that their brains work, chemically, hormonally, physiologically, there are some traits that are similar. So is there something we can do that can help communicate this incredible message about Jesus Christ in a way that is consistent with how God's made, made boys. Um, we actually made, can I, I don't know if this, if you'll allow me to do that. You do we you made a, a top 10. We made a top 10 called, is your worship dude friendly? Can I, <laughs> take, can I take you through some of these points? Yes, please do. Okay. So here's how I think you can measure for all, everyone listening back home or in the car. Is your worship dude friendly? Number one. Does your worship mostly consist of beautiful love songs and ballads? If the answer is, can, can we do points? If the answer is uh, yes, you get zero points. If it's no, you get 10 points. That was a 10-point question. Now, I know, and I've discussed this with Steve a lot, a part of worship and the meaning of worship is giving God his worth, but there's a part of it that's this incredible face-to-face -face thing with God. There's an inherent part of worship that is quite intimate. But if that's only what you do, then it's not boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Number two. Now, I know I might be treading on some toes here, but I'm oh, just going to go. I'm just going to go there. 
Do you get the kids to hold hands when they pray? Oh. Do you get the kids? And I know, and this is a joke because um, I hate holding hands when I pray. And this might be a personal thing. And whenever we're in churches, like before we do a service, there's certain churches, they'll be like, okay, it's time to pray. And they're reaching out their hands. And Steve's looking at me giggling because he knows on the inside, I'm rolling my eyes. And I'm trying really hard not to roll my eyes. Right. But see, the thing is, in most Western culture, at least, it's not normal for guys to hold hands. Now, Correct. you might be thinking, oh, get over it, learn to hold hands, blah, 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 blah. But this is the whole point of going, are there things that we do that actually alienate boys? Mm. Is there a reason why 60% of congregations and churches around the United States are made up of females, not men? Mm. And maybe it's some of these things. So let's just keep going through our list. Is there an, is there an emphasis on an emotional response? Now, again, I might be treading on some toes here, but let's just go there and see what happens. I think often we might go the way to make a commitment to God and the way we measure it is by how many tears are flowing down your face. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not criticizing that. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. And we do need to respond emotionally to God. But sometimes a guy will make a decision because it's the right thing to do. And he'll make a decision for God because it's the right thing to do. So we don't need to measure the emotionalness. Sometimes the, the actual repentance, the, the Greek word is just changing of the mind. Wow. And so sometimes a guy will go, this is right, so I'm there. As opposed to it being, okay, give me the lower the lights, play the music, let's just go for this is tear time. And mm -hmm. I know that different churches do things differently. But again, it's just being aware, is this a boy thing? And I'm not saying, again, don't do it, but let's not make the only response highly emotional sometimes a guy can make a a logical this is the right thing so this is what i'm going to do number four and this is this is a oh any thoughts about any of these i, I know was gonna say, well, well since you opened it up i had two one um as far as holding hands go covid really gave people an opportunity there so just don't reinstate that uh because you yeah <laughs> um but then third so you're talking about the boys though it's it's more of a, a nobility issue more so yeah. than this like tug of the heart like i just want to be a yeah. good man and do right by god in the world so i'm going to do this yeah yeah exactly and and one of my ones later on which is skip ahead are you are you offering boys a way that they can be heroes in their worship and see this is a different and that's the nobility thing right you're like if you say to a boy um an entirely emotional respond this way thing he may not respond but if you say you have the opportunity to lay down your life the entirety of your life give it to jesus let it be in his hands just in the same way more boys than girls will enroll in the military it's that same thing that god's made boys that they're going hey if there's an all-in thing and it's true i'm all in yeah. If there's a way that I can lay myself, lay my life down in a hero kind of way, I'm all in. And so that's that's just tweaking the different ways that boys think. That's good. Um, so the next one, again, this is going to be a challenge for some people. Are most of your teachers or leaders women? Now, this is real tricky because I know sometimes, hey, these are just the volunteers we have. Um, I go and recruit people. <laughs> I sure do. I'm like, hey, you, you need to, you need to come spend time with me and the young people. <laughs> but 
But boys Come lay are down so, your life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Boys are so influenced by influences. Mm. And I often look at, um, if you look at your group of boys, and this is a way, this is actually a really key way of, of dealing and, and helping the, the culture within boys in your church. Because the boys might have quite a different culture than the girls, is look at who the influences are. If, if your kids' ministry tops out at grade four or five, then look, and you'll probably be able to know in a second, okay, I know who the grade four and five alpha males are. I know who they are. If you influence the influences, then you're going to influence the whole group. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean they're more important, but it does mean if you want to smooth the Sunday, maybe you go up to Jimmy before it starts and go, hey, Jimmy, how was baseball yesterday? Hey, Jimmy, I heard it's your birthday. Congratulations. Just thinking about you. Um, that Then we're bringing in that relationship side of things. You're actively influencing and relating with the influencer. And then Jimmy influences a whole lot. Or maybe you say, hey, Jimmy, what do I need? And this brings in the hero thing. What I need is someone, we've got some grade one and two boys who are really nervous. They're kind of, they're a bit, they're a bit backward in, in big church. They're not comfortable being there. I need someone to be a hero to those boys. Would you go sit by them, go play, play ping pong with them before church starts? Just get to know them, help them feel comfortable. So that's, again... <coughs> excuse me that's again giving a boy an opportunity to be a hero that's good um so look for leaders influence the leaders but then how do you influence the influences well bring in a bigger alpha male um i know at, at hillsong church in their ministry they're really intentional about bringing in certain older boys older teenage boys before the service they hang out they kind of do their thing they'll play ping pong or do whatever they're doing and it's the job of the slightly older boys just to get in the mix, just to get in there. And then when worship starts, who are the grade four and five boys watching? It's those right. teenage boys. <coughs> Excuse me. So, so who are your influences? Are most of your teachers and leaders women? Women bring extraordinary things without a doubt, but there needs to as well be some, some guys who are there going, I'm a dude this is how I worship God. I'm a dude, this is how I live a life that's honoring to God. And that's a big deal. And it's not just for giving the, hey, Jimmy, sit down. And that's a thing. Jimmy needs to sit down sometimes, but um, but that's the thing. So I would consider that. Um, any other thoughts on that, Jared, before I move on? No, please move on. Okay. So does your worship include opportunities to get active? So I know we did a song a few years ago, and this is why we wrote the song. We did a song called The Moving Song. This is called The Moving Song. We did another song called Praising, which has got move your hands and move your hands in the air, wave them about and all that. The reason why is because so many guys and parents will know this, they just got to get their jiggles out. <laughs> right. And I know, I know with my boys, <laughs> my wife and I have one daughter and three boys. There's been a whole lot of times where I'm like, okay, go outside. Don't come back in until your jiggles out. Jiggles are out. And it'll be snowing outside. It'll be cold. <laughs> like, Dad, it's cold. I'm like, go out, get out of this house, run around in the backyard and come back in. Oh, oh the jiggles came out really fast, Dad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh. So, so I think sometimes at getting boys active, um, girls often learn 
by relating and understanding, boys often learn as they're moving and on the go. And that, and that's the same for activities. Sometimes boys learn on the go as they're moving rather than just sitting, taking in information. Yes. Um, I just want to let you know, I haven't quite forgiven you guys for putting uh, flossing in the moving song <laughs> because I am not capable and the kids let me know every time <laughs> oh they let me know and i wrote the song <laughs> my kids especially that's not how you do it that's not how you do it <laughs> yeah well we actually have two versions of the moving song um they should be with and without floss that should be the the titles yeah. <laughs> that's it <laughs> um so so yeah we 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 specialize in that because i think we we steve and myself because we are guys, but I think also we grew up in a church that one of the key things for me was being influenced by the people around me because mm. I wasn't really relating that much to the format of the church, but I was highly influenced by and influenced by the friends around me and then small group leaders as I was a teenager. That was enormous in my spiritual journey. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I really like this next one. Do you anesthetize your Bible teaching. What do I mean by that? If you teach about Ruth, you're probably teaching about faithfulness. But have you recently taught about Hezekiah and the Assyrian army, which is 2 Kings 19, and the angel that destroyed 180,000 soldiers? Because I know which one of those stories will appeal to boys. They need to know they're serving an incredibly powerful God. And the story of Ruth is amazing. And there's an incredible picture of redemption and the gospel in there. That's good. But how about the story of Hezekiah and the angel that like literally destroyed overnight 180,000 soldiers army? Boys need to know, and they will tweak on our God is just not the feelings God, the, hey, he makes me feel happy when I'm sad. He's the God. He's powerful and he's awesome. So even though for some, they might be, I don't know if I want to go there with the killing. Yeah, I would. <laughs> and I think I, it's in the Bible for a reason. We need to know there's some incredible truth about God that that if we try and just make the Bible too nice, mm-hmm. we'll miss out on and boys will miss. A personal favorite of mine is Ehud and Eglon. That's my favorite one to talk about. <laughs> the sword getting stuck in his fat. Um, <laughs> so that's gross, right? Now, do boys like the gross? Oh, yes. The boys like the gross. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay. Uh, number seven. Um, have you earned the right to lead? Now, this is this is... I want to tell you a story about this. So um, we did a day camp when day camps were still happening. We're in Cincinnati and um, it was a sports camp. We led worship in the morning. There are a whole bunch of kids who've never been in church before. And after we led worship, Steve and I looked at each other and went, oh, that was a disaster. Like none of the kids were engaging. They didn't want to be there. They didn't know much of what we were talking about. It, and yeah, it didn't go well. Um so once we'd had this discussion, we kind of had a quick drink of water. Then we went outside and the kids were doing sports rotations. And Steve and I saw there was Gaga ball. And I don't mean to boast, but I'm very good at Gaga ball. Possibly a bit too energetic sometimes. There were tears from us. There were tears from the kids. But 
No, we had so much fun playing Gaga ball with the different kids that were going around. At the end of that same day, um, we stood up, led worship at the end of the day, and every single one of those kids was there. They were engaged. Um, girls listen to you more often because you're the leader. Oh, that's the leader. I'll listen. Mm-hmm. Boys will listen when you've earned the right to lead. So for us on that day, that involved playing gaga ball. Um, for, for some kids, it will involve, hey, Johnny's got a baseball game on Wednesday night. I'm going to go up. I'm going to go. I'm going to watch. I'm going to be there. And I'll earn brownie points for Johnny that'll last for years because I was at his game. Um, boys, you need to earn the right to lead. Girls, hey, you're the leader. Great. Tell me what to do. And that's, again, it's just God's made us different. But once you've earned that right to lead with a boy, they'll be the most faithful, the most passionate. Um, Kind of incredible. Um, And the last one, are you and your kids always clean at the end of church? Mm. Boys love getting messy. So, um, and again, this might be a challenge for some of you, depending on your church, your environment, where you can make mess, where you can't. Um, boys love to be active. They love to learn on the go. And boy, they like being messy. And again, not all the boys, but a lot of the boys like to learn. And you can tell they've been having a good day by the muck on their face and their shirt. And would the parents complain? Well, some of them would, but you know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't so, had a parent so, complain, are you even doing your job effectively? I mean. <laughs> you, should, you should put that above your door, Jared. There you go. <laughs> and then you'll have a few parents come into your office and look strange as they go out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for so, affirming um, me. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, they're just a few little questions, a few little ideas to say, am I doing things to minister to the boys and it's a little bit about behavior but it's a little bit about we need to get the message to them yeah we need them to be hearing this message in the church uh, i think for a long time has been struggling um to get boys to respond and when they do when we do connect with them boy they will respond in an awesome way and they will be there they will be the most sold out they will be the most energetic but Without changing the message, in some ways, if we can tweak our little format, I think we'll reach boys more effectively. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So to a certain degree, and I know you and I talked about possibly doing this on a, on a separate episode, but if I'd like to keep it going. To a certain degree, I'm hearing you say, it, it's okay to cut loose a little bit, you know, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, it sure is. But here's um, the problem, Mark. I'm only dominant now. Go ahead. I know the old adage is they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, it's it's a saying, but it, it is so true with this generation. Mm-hmm. Um, for boys and girls, they're longing to connect, and if they find a connection point with someone and and having fun. Mm. cutting loose doing a doing a warm-up song that's just funny right um but i've only got an hour with them a week and i've got to make sure they hear their story and have their scriptures memorized what do i do oh totally so so i heard it this way um about communication i heard that that when we were kids the pastor would spend five percent of his time doing a little joke at the start and 95 percent of his time um, communicating the message. Let's get down to the real stuff. 
that in many ways with today's generation, because of the fact that they're bombarded with advertising, they've got people saying this, you should do that, you should buy that, you need this, you need that all the time, they have quite big walls around them. Mm. So they're really selective about who they'll listen to, who has the right to speak into their lives. So today, in many ways, it's almost entirely flipped. Mm. That you may spend, and this is in many ways just giving you permission to like have a bit of fun. You might spend 95% of your time building bridges. Mm-hmm. But that, but if you make a connection with kids, that 5% of the time, you don't need to do your little story at the start. You don't need to do your, hey, let me do another warm-up joke. You can just go straight for the truth. Jesus mm-hmm. is the way, truth, and the life, and you need it. The only way to life is through him, but you got to lay your life down. Who wants to do that? And if you've made the connection point, kids will be like, eh, I'm in. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you've put, you've become a person of influence in their life, a person who who is like a, a trusted bearer of truth. Mm-hmm. So, in, I, go ahead. In, in many ways, I think often in, in kids' ministry, we often expect, uh, we often treat kids' ministry like uh, a woman eating lunch in a park and someone comes up to this woman and goes, will you marry me? And the woman, of course, is going to go, no, I'm not going to marry you. I don't even know you. That's, that's and not how you found your wife? Well. That's how I found mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the person says, well, if you don't marry me, uh, you could face eternal suffering in a lake of fire. You know, that's <laughs> essentially a lot of how we treat, how we treat kids ministry. Um, when kids come for the first time on Sunday, we've got that, will you marry me? Will you lay your life down for Jesus? Oh, you better do that. Or there could be eternal suffering in a lake of fire. And that's, 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 I know it's, it's exaggerating it a little bit, but when we don't first connect with people, mm-hmm. when we don't first become someone who's a, an authority and has permission to speak into their lives, all the kids are hearing, even though there may be truth, is just, yeah, 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 and they just block it out. Mm-hmm. So, especially boys, <laughs> you know. So, so I absolutely agree, Jared. That time you spend just having a bit of fun with the kids, we often do jokes, you know. Yeah. We, we have a lot of fun. We try and get kids laughing. We often do humorous retellings of Bible stories for the very reason of if we can make people laugh, it kind of accelerates that connection you have with kids. I um I once had a parent come in and, and sit in. They were gonna they're gonna be volunteering uh soon and they were just kind of watching. And I played a game and I don't remember which, which one it was, but it had no spiritual connotations whatsoever. It was just, you know, dumb for the sake of being dumb. And yeah. uh um, which was another potential uh title for this podcast. Uh but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay. and, and another thing to put above your door when you're leaving after the meetings. <laughs> but they came up to me afterwards and was questioning the um the 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 purpose of that game and mm. the, the way i ended up explaining it was you know my my parents are divorced and um one of the things i remember most about my dad's house now my dad you know he had serious conversations with me he taught me stuff but my dad was a bigger gamer than i was um and so so at my dad's house i had fun and uh, he, he had the newest you know gaming system or what have you and yeah. And so how, and that was my, like you'd mentioned, that was a connecting point. That was what I thought of when I thought of my earthly dad's house. Yeah. How much more of a benefit is that if when kids come to their father's house, you know, that's, that's the rapport we've established so that when we do oh, have absolutely. those. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in many ways, um, 
there's kind of three connection points in ministry. Kids need to connect with other kids. My friends are there. And then they connect with leaders. This leader actually cares about how I am. This leader um, sent me a, a message this week or called me up and said, hey, just wondering how your test in school went. I knew you said you were a bit worried. And so there's kind of kids with kids, kids with leaders, and then connecting kids with God. And I think if you have that foundation of, I love being in this place. I get to play with my friends. I like the leaders there. When so-and-so said this to me, I felt good. When mm. kids are connecting with each other and with leaders, then connecting with God is just such a natural, the next thing that that happens for kids. So creating a space where games happen, where fun happens. And this isn't being backwards about the gospel at all. It's just understanding that the environment and the culture that we create um, affects people's ability to hear the message. That's good. That's and that's really the main good. thing. We want them to hear the message in their heart. And, and with all the messages that kids get from society advertising this and that and social media, um, their hearts are guarded and protected in a different way. And it's important that they have someone speaking the truth to their heart. So that's why the games matter. The, the songs we do that are just fun matter. But they're a vehicle to take them deeper. Mm. And sometimes we try and take them deeper when they, they're not ready to go and they won't go there. But yeah, if we I, kind of do the groundwork, then they'll go. I, I On one of my more recent uh, episodes, actually, I think uh, the first, I was out for a while, but my first one back, I just shared a couple of, you know, socially distant games that can be played um, because some of the games right now with the state of where things are in the United States, I didn't feel like I could in all good consciousness play all the games I always have. And so right. I just shared two or three kiss. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and so um, no, no, we don't play that game. No. <laughs> all right. Who's ready for a good old cough fight? So, but anyway, so, but then um, I recorded a, an episode with another uh, guest who's going to be on here soon just a brilliant woman. But one of the things she had said that is that she had listened to that, that more recent episode. Um, and that I'm trying to see if I can read it exactly, but I can't find that message right now. But essentially she had said, Oh, here it is. By the way, I listened to your podcast on games and we played musical chair, which is one of the games I mentioned. Um, the kids loved it and requested that we do it again this week. I really think playing a silly game helped them feel better. And it made me realize that while we focused on good content and even engaging presentation, there's a tension now to make everything COVID safe and we've forgotten to laugh and have fun. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and being aware, you're right, that kids, even though they may not be sick, even if they haven't, they don't know someone who's lost a job, they're aware of the extra stress and the tension. And so to have a place where kids can just laugh and have fun is enormous. It's so yeah. important. So good for them. I agree. I so agree with that, Jared. I think that's that's so true. And this isn't taking away from the message. Yeah. Well, and one of the things we, one of the things we talk about in the gospel most is the ability to to lay your burdens down. Um, yeah. And, and you're probably more educated on the psychology of it, but kids, I don't think have the as strong of a capacity to go. Here's my worry, and I'm setting it down and walking away from it. It takes doing something. Yeah. Fun to almost drive it out of them. You're going to laugh so hard, yeah. you know, that you're going to be able to leave your burdens where you have, wherever you played your game. You know, it might not be in an awful call. It's going to yeah. be in the midst of the game. Well, I think the thing with kids is they don't have self-awareness, right? They're not, 
and then especially boys. But uh, well, I really feel targeted this episode. I've never felt more attacked in so many. (laughs) (laughs) Is that kids don't they don't know how they feel uh, other than the fact that um, they're a a heap on the floor or you know a heap of emotions and yelling. They don't know why they're feeling that. They don't know. Hey, you're kind of a little moody today because you're you're feeling the stress. They don't know that they're not aware. So I think sometimes you're right, like leading them to a place where they can know the peace of God. And um, and this kingdom is about righteousness, peace, and joy. It's yeah. all a part of it and God's in the middle of it. We yeah. always used to talk about a concept when we very first started the lads um, called God fun. So not just good fun, but God fun, that God can be in the very middle, in the very center of the joy. Um, the fun times, the good moments. And and I think that's actually ministry to a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Well, and Mark, I, I do want to make sure I let everybody know that as much as we've talked about boys, our girls absolutely love y'all's music too. But the boys <laughs> did notice the uh, in one of the videos, the Death Star and the Kamehameha Blast that y'all got oh, rocking. So, yeah, yeah. I put that in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fond of the Kamehameha Blast, maybe over the... Uh, no. Sorry, nerd moment. This has nothing to do with children's ministry. Was that just a generic energy blast, or did you have the Kamehameha in mind from Dragon Ball Z when I you did that? I would like to say I did. I did it. Oh. I just wanted to put a shooty thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely put that really the death star. I definitely put the death. Well, it's not exactly because there's copyright issues. Right, you have a I letter. I wanted to put a death star-ish thing right. in one of our lyric videos because I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the great value brand of a giant <laughs> spaceship that can destroy planets. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think spiritually I wanted to communicate the power of the Lord. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and salvation is the vent. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Well, look, look, thank you so much for being on here. I really I really think this is going to be a helpful conversation uh, for many people. Some of them just to give them a little bit of freedom, you know, to, to maybe not feel as burdened to do things that may come naturally to them, but they didn't feel they could do. Um, and so that's going to be really, really, really good. And, um, if anybody's, I know we mentioned it at the top, but if anybody's interested in the big, big worship subscription, where can they go to find that? Or if they just want to talk to you guys more. Yeah. Big, big worship.com. And if you got any questions, there's a little email form on there and they come straight to me. Yeah. So um, I think it's a valuable resource for anyone who's looking for um, some awesome content for their kids. Yeah. And I'll say this, you know, um, we're going to have a, another artist or so, so I'm not trying to target them or anything. But of the worship resources I've dealt with, you guys have been the most children's pastor friendly in terms of permissions and accessibility. And you guys do an excellent, excellent job with that. So just thank you for your service to the worldwide children's ministry community and for making life a little bit easier for all of us. Thanks so much, Jared. We our, our aim, because we've been in kids' ministry for 15, 16, 17 years, our aim is to do a lot of the kind of background work so kids' pastors don't have to. Yeah. So we sort out all the permissions. We sort out the different formats of videos. So you can just go, okay, what do I need? This kind of song. I need this kind of countdown, this kind of Bible verse, whatever, and make it easy. Because doing kids' ministry for for you know, most of us, well, all of us, I think it's a juggle for time between family and other things. And many of us are volunteers. So um, we try and make it uh, quick and painless, yeah. um, but also good quality. So so thanks so much. I appreciate yeah. your encouragement. So one last thing, um, just on the on the notion of being dumb for the sake of being dumb. 
Um, I bought these little cards that have random like podcast interview questions or what have you. And just to see if it helped and not many of them did, but I do have two cards here. I want you to pick one or two and I want you to answer the question that's on the other side. Uh, two. Two. Okay. How much would someone have to pay you for your little toe? <laughs> a little toe. Well, that would that would affect if, my walking and and there's a balance thing, right? Yeah, if you could do that in American currency, that'd be helpful. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I have to convert it now, mate. Um, okay, I'm 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 going to go ten thousand. I definitely do it for ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars, really? Someone could get Mark of the Lad's little toe for ten. Yeah. Now, yeah. would Steve charge more or less? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yeah, good question. Uh, I'm really I looking think, for the set. You know what I mean? It doesn't do good. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, th- I think he'd be on a par. I think we'd, 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 we'd organize a base rate between the two of us. <laughs> that's, that's excellent. So if you are a major fan of the lads in children's ministry and you're one of the many churches that pay their children's pastors <laughs> loads and loads of money, you can have two of the lads' toes for $20,000. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> we, might, we might do a bulk discount, though. <laughs> That's excellent. Anyways, Mark, thank you so much. Pleasure, Jared. Thanks, guys.